Hello, good morning again. This is Prophetess Karina B. Davis with a continuation um, of, of a little bit of a puzzle piece that I did not uh, get to mention uh, that is directly connected to the first message uh, from Genesis uh, chapter 19. And I will read. Uh, I will read. This is in this message. It's going to highlight why the uh, why things happened the way that they did and how the curse began. When the men got up, and I will read from verse 16 through uh, 20. Let's see here. Through 20, looks like it is 20, through verse 20. Okay, and ready? Uh, Here I go. When the men got up to leave, they looked down toward Sodom, and Abraham walked along with them to see them on their way. Then the, and these were the two angels, the the two men, the the angelic uh, hosts, who were telling Abraham and Sarai that they would have a child. These were the same two men. They they then then began to journey, go on their way to towards Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, I will continue. Lord, shall I see? Uh, I might need to do this over. Uh, no. Then the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he promised what he has promised then the Lord said the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin is so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me if not I will know The men turned away and went toward Sodom and, and went toward Sodom. But Abraham remained standing before the Lord. And then that's when Abraham goes into trying to plead for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. This is a, a puzzle piece that I needed to add to the first part. Of, the, of chapter 19 uh, to highlight why the city uh, came under fire. This is Prophetess Karina B. Davis with the message for you on today. And I hope you're having a great one. Until next time, continued blessings. Prophetess Karina B. Davis with a message for you out of the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 19. 
And I just wanted to give you some backstory on everything that's going on here, over here in the, where the wild things run. So, uh, <laughs> in good old Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I am um, orating today out of the book of Genesis, the chapter 19, verse 1 through 29. Okay. And this is uh, on the story of Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed. Um, but it is telling a backstory that is heaven, heavily laden with truth about what's going on here in the history of why it is like this here. And um, what we are trying to move past so that we don't get stuck in uh, curses that uh, perpetuate themselves in, in a negative way through, through, through our lives. And we wonder how some people end up in such horrible situations and horrible this and horrible that going on in their lives and their, uh, over their generations. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, produce some groundwork as to how generational curses break out in families and and why they break out in families and how we what we can do uh starting with the next generation and with our own generations what we can do to slow down that process what we can do to stop it in its tracks and to and to break these spells and curses from off of the lives of people so that we don't have a treadmill like cycles going on in our lives Okay, and so with that said, I will go ahead and read. The two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, please turn aside to your, to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way in early in the morning. So they answered, we will, um, no, I'm sorry, no, they answered, we will spend the night in the square. But he insisted so strongly that they did go in, that they did go uh, with him and entered his house. He prepared a meal for them, baking bread without yeast, and they ate. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we, so that we can have sex with them. Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind him and said, No, my friends, do not. I want to I want to reiterate that. No, my friends, he said they were his friends. No, my friends, do not do this wicked thing. Look, I have two daughters who have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you. And you can do what you like with them. But don't do anything to these men. 
for they have come under the uh, protection of my do- of my roof. Get out of our way, they replied. And they said, this fellow came here as an alien and now he wants to play the judge? We'll treat, we'll treat you worse than them. They kept bringing pressure on Lot and moving forward to break down the door. But the men inside reached out and pulled, pulled Lot back into the house and shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, young and old, with blindness, so that they could not find the door. The two men said to Lot, Do you have anyone else here? Son, son, sons-in-law, uh, sons or daughters, or anyone else in the city who belong to you? Get them out of here, because we are going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against it, I'm sorry, the outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his to his sons-in-law who were pledged to marry his daughters. He said, hurry and get out of this place because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot saying, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hand and the hands of his wife and of his two daughters and led them safely out of the city. For the Lord was merciful to them. As soon as they had brought them out, one one of them said, Flee for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, No, my lords, please. Your servant has found favor in your eyes and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. But I, but I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me and I'll die. Look. Here is a town near near enough to run to, and it is and it's and it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then then my life uh, I'm sorry, then my life will be spared, he said to them, he said to him. Very well, I will grant this request too. I wear glasses, so the words kind of run together a little bit. So if I'm choppy a little bit, please forgive me. It's going to get better as I get my my eyes rechecked and uh, get my glasses uh, back. Okay, so again, I I will say, uh, um, uh, verse 21. He said to him, very well, I will grant this request too. I will not overthrow the town you speak of, but flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town was called Zoar. 
By the time Lot reached Zoar, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew through those cities and the entire plain, including all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and returned to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah, toward all the land of the plain, and he saw dense smoke rising from the land, like smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham, and he brought Lot out of the catastrophe and overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. Okay, so that is the conclusion of that particular message. That is um, showing us how curses come upon us and, uh, to, to, at the beginning stages. Because Lot uh, was kind of, he was a little bit too open <sighs> to a certain kind of mindset. And so that'll give us a... Uh, That'll give us some backstory on uh, what happens later as we go into why uh, things were the way that they were for Lot and uh, different for Abraham. Okay, this is Prophetess Karina B. Davis signing off. Until next time, continued blessings. This is Prophetess Karina B. Davis with a message for you out of the book of Genesis, chapter 19. We're going to start at verse 30. This is a continuation uh, from the message before out of, out, out of uh, Genesis, chapter 19. And ready, I will go ahead and begin. Lot and his daughters left Zoar and settled in the mountains. For he was afraid to stay in Zoar. He and his two daughters lived in a cave. One day the older daughter said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man around here to lie with us, as is the custom all over the earth. Let's get our father drunk to drink wine and then lie with him and preserve our family line through our father. That night they got their father to drink wine and the older daughter went in and lay with him. He was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. The next day the older daughter said to the one to the, to the younger, 
Last night, I lay with my father. Let's get him to drink wine again tonight. And you go in and lie with him so we can preserve our family line through our father. So they got their father to drink wine that night also. And the younger daughter went and lay with him. Again, he was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. So both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter had a son and she named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites of today. The younger daughter also had a son and she named him Ben-Ami. He is the father of the Ammonites of today. There, there is a, 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 a spirit that is overlying this whole process. And it's a, it's a spirit that drops curses into, this, into the minds and the hearts of men. And this particular curse uh, broke out before it, it got to this point. But it's a boundary line breaching curse. Where men, women, and children don't even, they don't even understand boundaries. These two girls did not understand that it was wrong, it seems, to sleep with their father and to get pregnant by him. And I, I, I go as far as to believe that uh, it didn't just start here. Uh, because Lot had friends in Sodom and Gomorrah who were men who were raping were raping men so he didn't even have to ask those men uh, what are you going to do to these men if I if I turn them over to you he didn't even have to ask them he knew what they came for he knew what they wanted and he he knew he knew them so that was the first boundary line breach and here is the second because when curses break out, they tear down boundaries. They tear down uh, the boundaries that keep us safe. Prudence is no longer a thing. Wisdom goes out the door and lusciviousness comes in. And when lusciviousness comes in, all boundary lines have been torn down. It's as if the person is they become primal like a drug addict and they want nothing but what they want they don't care about the feelings they don't care about who what how young or how old the the, the victim is they just do to them whatever they feel is right in their own eyes and in their own demonized hearts to do to them and so if we understand that we understand what the problem was of this particular place and what kind of spirits were governing were governing this particular city. And uh, if we understand that, we understand that it was beyond hexes and spells and demonology. It was beyond 
it, it was as if the demons had become the people because the people were completely in agreement with the demons that they that they were governed by some of them. And when this takes place, the crime becomes sore grievous. And when the crime is sore grievous, it's not easily pulled out of the people. The people won't even hear uh, uh, a word that will set them free. They won't even they won't even adhere to anything that's good, right, and just coming out of that place. And and so they are not listeners. They are mockers. And so they will copycat a real prophetess or prophet. They would get online and act as if they were always the one who brought it forth in the first place. But I'm here to tell you, Prophetess Karina B. Davis is here to tell you that I started it. I'm the, the, the true mouthpiece and they are liars. But I'm not going to have to advocate that for myself. The Lord will show, will make a difference between them and I. This is Prophetess Karina B. Davis forward slash Karen Davis. And I am here to tell you that this place is about to understand what boundary line breaches really mean. Until next time, this is Prophetess Karina B. Davis signing off. Continued blessings.